Welcome back. Welcome back. It's been a while. Hopped <clears throat> on the episodes or the the podcast itself, and today it's te- my tenth or the the tenth episode of this live podcast on calling that that I've had. So welcome to a little a little transfer special episode. Episode ten. I'm going to post the the little link on the room chat so you can see. It it will come with no surprise. Just click on it. I don't know if you guys see it. Just a little frappuccino romano on Twitter. Uh, should we just click the link? Yeah, you click the link. Yeah, check it for yourself, and then we can we can start moving. But basically it's today. Disgusting. Ronaldo to Everton, here we go. What? That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, crazy, bro. Crazy. Zero signings from from that club, cheapest. Mason Mount. I think it's a good signing. Yeah, how do you feel about that, bro? You know, uh, my my feels lately with Chelsea and some of those players, but Mount was that that's disgusting. I. Yeah, honestly, everything that guy had for the club is just disappeared. Like reading comments on Twitter, it it's no one's gonna when he makes his appearance back at Stanford Bridge, they are gonna be one of the loudest boos there, I think. Um I I think the biggest snake, um yeah, I, I don't think he he did the best in his power for him to stay at Chelsea. Um, he obviously didn't want to. And like Reese James put in a story not so long ago, it was if you have to convince someone to to carry the bricks, to build a wall, whatever, those people aren't worth it or something like that. You know, that was directly aimed at, at Mount, I think. Um, so that, that was a little hit back at, at Mount. Definitely. Eh? It's, it's it's all uh, starting to make a bit of sense there, uh, but yeah, is what it is. We we at least know he's a snake, so no. Comment. So, funny enough, my my question is, um, and I've been pondering this for the past few weeks since a handful of Chelsea players have been leaving the club. Isn't it to cover up and to try and cover for not cover up but cover for? They six hundred mil spend in the in the Jan transfer window. It's, I'm sure it goes two ways. It it Daniel. definitely does. Um, I, you know, getting getting rid of the the dead wood, I think, is not a bad shout. Um, but I think getting rid of certain players, especially to your rivals, is is a bit strange. Um, I I do, I've been well. Firstly, I wouldn't be saying Kai Havertz. Or to Arsenal, on that fact, especially to Arsenal, um, mm-hmm. because knowing Chelsea's luck at the point, Kai is just gonna, yeah, he's gonna do bits. Um, Mount, if you saw the stats, he was Chelsea's best attacking player, signing to United. Um, but even getting rid of Loftus Cheek, um, I, I think it's yeah. gonna be a bit of a loss. At Kovacic to Man City, uh, and it's Oh, so many. It's it's actually depressing. It, 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 yeah, like seeing 
for a football fan, like I don't care about yeah. Chelsea, but just like seeing a club just disintegrate. 100% dude. The worst part is giving actually heart-wrenching i feel sorry for all chelsea yeah. fans no it's it's disgusting i i think that the the biggest mistake was giving away loftus cheek and kovacic i think those two those two players are absolute ballers i'd still be paying 60 more for kovacic if that was the offer i i think he's absolutely insane on the ball loftus cheek as well i i think he's i think he's insane um i think those were the two biggest mistakes that chelsea have done i again i understand they want to maybe make a bit of room for the extra signings and the, the amount of money they, they spent. Uh, but I think they're going, I think they're going the wrong way with it. I think there could be better ways. Um, and again, I think we're going, I think Chelsea's going back to buying players that like the Jackson, I think from, uh, from yeah, I, I don't really see the points in that transfer. Um, I don't. I didn't even see the points in the Nkunku transfer as well. Um, he's literally a Timo Werner, and I think Timo is. You're gonna know. Obviously, I'm gonna back Timo over Nkunku anyway. He's my boy. But they they play the, the exact same game. They 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 both play for speed. They're running behind. They both their finishing is good. Obviously, Timo did struggle a bit, but that's yeah. just the Premier League as well. I'm not saying Nkunku's not gonna live up to it, but again, we buying all these players who we had before. Um, but yeah, let, let's see. Sure. It's so interesting to actually get your take on that. Uh, I'm sure many Chelsea fans are actually feeling more optimistic than you actually, maybe potentially, but the thing is, Daniel, I love how you give the harsh mm. reality because you're in the industry and you know what it might be like to be a player um in that situation and you could also probably touch on a, a dressing rooms perception of of this whole atmosphere around a club because if there's chopping and changing and i can imagine chopping and changing um, ownership and uh, managerial positions uh players coming and going it's it's just a whirlwind for mm -hmm. players What's well What's your take well, firstly, I, I'm not going to lie. I actually do have a bit of hope for Chelsea this season. Um, I, in the beginning, when Chelsea signed Poch, I I wasn't. I was thinking, why the hell are they going for Poch when they had Malcolm on the table and Luis Enrique? I I personally probably would have gone for Luis, um, but going for Poch, I was wondering like why. But after a bit of time, it has sunk in a bit and. It is starting to make sense, and I think he is obviously a great manager. Obviously, his, his past time at PSG, I, I wasn't so convinced. I, I was actually angry at, at what he was doing, especially with the players he had. Um, but I, I think he's actually going to do bits for, for Chelsea. Um, and he seems to already, like yesterday, they did a barbecue to get all the players together and the staff and so on, you know, a bit of camaraderie there. And I, I think that's obviously a good way, and obviously he has those managerial skills. Um but then going on the player side of things, I think in the change room, everyone right now I think is thinking no one's obviously safe in their position. Not even the fact that yeah, it's a new manager, but with the continuous new signings coming in. Um, I mean, it's only it's the start of July. You know, the transfer window is still open for a fair bit longer. Chelsea, knowing Chelsea, they're going to end up signing another five, six players. Um, so everyone in the dressing room is probably thinking, you know what, like, 
more more players are going to be coming in. I've got to obviously prove myself, which is not bad for competition. Um, but again, I I think within the squad there needs to be some sort of concrete positions already. Obviously, we have Reese James. We know he's going to be a starter. Well, we think. Um, but even like with Jackson and Kunku and so on, we don't know what it's going to look like. They don't maybe don't even know what it's going to look like. You know, and Kunku at the time when he signed didn't know Posh was going to come in. Um, you know, Posh could have different ideas, and it goes the same with all the other players. Same with Chile. Um, and obviously the list is going to go on, but uh, yeah. But like the thing is, you you you've been aiming all these players, but I'm struggling to actually think of the spine of the mm. team because that spine is gone. It's completely it gone. Is. Mendy's yeah. gone. Kulibali's gone. Uh, I mean, there's Thiago Silva there, which is a, yeah. a big a big hope for Chelsea. Havertz is gone. Jorginho's gone. Kovacic is gone. Loftus Cheek is gone. Mount is gone. It, the list goes on. Um, Ziyech, I don't know, he failed his medical at Al Nasser because of knee problems. But, hey, that, that's, a, that's a player that's probably on his way out as well. No. So, I mean, who fills those positions across the board? I mean, right now, they've signed just Jackson and who else? I can't really... Off, and Kunku, as you mentioned. Oh. The, the, that's the thing, and I, the first two, three, four games, I'm I'm not going to be criticizing Chelsea or Poch because I understand he's got to find his his backbones. Um, a bit of experimenting is obviously going to be needed, and obviously that's why this preseason, um, maybe the maybe the oppositions they're going up against isn't going to show exactly Chelsea's strengths. Um, so I'll give them the first four, five games of the actual season. And then see where Chelsea's at, but that's where the experimenting is gonna has to end, you know. And that's where Posh is gonna see where his or who his first eleven is gonna be, and consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I remember. There's also Enzo Fernandez oh, who yeah. is there. Kante's one, Kante's left. No, that's huge. Yeah, this this, this preseason is gonna see for Poch who who's gonna stick out the most. Um, and I'm pretty sure Reese James, Enzo, um, Silver, mm. they're, they're going to be there, the, the, the top three, I think. Um, and they're going to be like making up the spine of the team. 100%. Yeah. With we'll probably Kip and Goal yeah. and something 100%. like that. Yeah. 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 So it, it kind of makes me think, you know, you say Poch building up to, into preseason for his starting 11. And that makes me think. Um, Chelsea's first game of the season, if I'm not mistaken, is against, is against Liverpool. Dill, I don't know if you've seen. I think that's the that's the first game of the season. No, it is. Is it going to be that's another? Bridge, rec- I think. Is it going to be another record nil nil like we saw last season? <laughs> that 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 would statistically probably. Mm. <laughs> I, I think for both for both yeah. teams, it's going to be very. It's going to be a very much experience. Or experimental kind of game, should I say? Um, more for Chelsea because mm-hmm. I think Klopp already knows. Obviously, Klopp already has his backbone. We 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 pretty much know what his starting eleven is looking like. Um, for Chelsea, it will be different, but I, I'd probably give Liverpool more of the upper hand going into that game. Yeah, I I wonder. I want to get your take though on yeah on Chobosly and and McAllister. 
such such crucial signings. I I think I think those are quality signings. I think Shoboslai is a better signing than Nkunku to Chelsea. To be honest, what's your thoughts? Yeah, um, honestly, so far I can't complain. And Liverpool fans love complaining about Liverpool's business, but honestly, so far I can't really complain. I think. Like it's obviously still early, like Catch said, but we still need. It's gonna. It sounds mad, but we still need more players. Like, we've lost three midfielders. Um, Matip is finished. He's broken. Thiago barely is barely Weather. fit. Like he's we still need. I think another midfielder. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I think like. Oh, but yeah, McAllister. Firstly, like. I'm really, I'm really stoked with McAllister. Like for his price, I don't think there was a better value for money deal on the market. Like as much as I back Mason Mount, I like, I think he's amazing. The fact that Mason Mount is nearly double the price of McAllister, I think is like pretty crazy. Um, Cause I think that they're like what they're the same age, even though okay, Mason Mount, I think he's done more in the premier league. So he obviously would justify more, but McAllister is definitely not a 35 million player. I think he's probably close to 45, 50. I think he'll do really well on the right hand, on the left hand side. Like, I think Curtis Jones has done really well, and he ended the season really well. And it's a bit, I guess, he'd be disappointed in that he's not going to be the guaranteed start anymore. But realistically, at a club like Liverpool, all due respect to Curtis Jones, like, he can't, he needs to prove himself. Like, just because he ended off a couple games strong doesn't mean he's good like doesn't mean we can't buy someone to replace or compete with him and i think Sobislai, like i'm really excited by him i think that i don't know if he's necessarily better signed than Nkunku. if i'm honest i'm not going to be that guy that's like oh my gosh like now nah, i've heard i like know everything about him like i've watched him play a couple times like i've watched like a lot of comps on youtube but i think that he's going to be really exciting especially because he is such an upgrade on Henderson. Like we were at, like in that new system that we played, it worked really well and it was a huge improvement, but we were so limited by Henderson on that right hand side. Like because now that new right mid role needs to be extremely creative and Hendo just doesn't have that. Like the fact that we have someone that can actually cross a ball or put through a pass or can shoot is gonna be such a huge upgrade. I think just that alone I'm excited about. But yeah, I think I'm very so far, I'm very pleased with the business. Like, I genuinely can't complain at all. Yeah. I don't know if that's that's a good enough yeah. answer. No, no, it's your opinion, bro. It doesn't have to be good enough. It doesn't it's it's your opinion. Um, always like the rants from you two and your opinions on that side. So, actually, you mentioned Curtis Jones and how he might not be a guaranteed starter. Uh, look. Just looking back recently, England have gone quite far in the under-21 Euros and Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott have been part of that team. I don't know if you guys have watched any of the games. I haven't, to be honest. And tracking their performance. I've watched two of France's, but that was purely just for Kefren Taram and Kone. I haven't watched England's. Uh, yeah. I haven't watched any of England's games. Because, mm. I mean, but, geez, like, looking at those semi-finals, Israel versus England... Ukraine versus what? I think it's like someone. Football heritage. I think Georgia. Yeah, shock. Georgia got knocked out by Israel. Oh, no, so who, yeah, it was England, Germany, Ukraine. Who was, in, who was the fourth? 
Germany got knocked out in the No, nah, no, but England's group stage was England, Germany, Ukraine. Oh, I, I'm just saying the current semi-finals. I think yeah. it's... Uh, yeah, so it's England versus Israel, Ukraine versus Spain. I know uh, France had Italy and they had... Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, regardless, I mean, there were big upsets there. France had Italy and Norway and Norway, I think. It's interesting to chat about the youngsters because most of the big signings this window have been youngsters. So recently, Declan Rice, Fab gave the here we go on Declan. And also looking at Fab's Twitter, Arsenal are doing business with like Urian Timber um, at Ajax. So many, um, there's even Caicedo on the list for Chelsea. Kim Min Jae is going to start his medicals at Bayern. So big, so big young players on the move. And yeah, just want to get your thoughts, Cratch. I think big, like big Declan Rice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, go for it. Go for it, Dill. Declan Rice. Um, no, I was just going to say, like, a lot of people are saying that Declan Rice isn't worth the money and 105 mil is ridiculous. But I kind of I kind of see it like that's like their Van Dyke. It's like that's what they need to take them to the next level. And he's worth the hundred if they need him badly enough and he's going to guarantee them success. Like, I th- I'm, I'm chilled with it. Like, I don't really mind. I don't think it's a bad deal at all. I think he'll be a huge upgrade because as well as Chucker did last season and as much as like, Arsenal fans back Partey. Declan Rice, I think, is an upgrade on both, and he can play both roles really well. And he's also like, he's also a leader. He's a captain material. So I think, you know, and obviously English teams want to have the best English players, and why not have like, arguably the best English midfielder? Like, I think it's a good deal. I think overall, like, it it works well. I think um, in you saying that he can cover both the roles of Partey and Jacker. So, I think he's the type of player that could, that is just a through and through six, a holding midfielder that can just that can play like a Busquets or a Rodri. So I think Arsenal definitely profit from that versatility on the pitch and that pivot on the field. Uh, with I don't know who you might play just in front as the eight. Uh, I don't know if you're going to include Jorginho in there, but yeah. Blanking on Arsenal midfielders, to be honest. Uh, there's what Smith Rowe, their front three is solid as always. Vieira. They've got Havertz now. They've got they've got quite a surplus of players. So yeah. What are you guys thought? Firstly, I, I don't think Rice for 105. I think that's criminal. I, I honestly think that's I'm not surprised Arsenal was the one to to um to pay that, um, we we know what their business has been like in the last couple of years. Um, it, it hasn't been the greatest, obviously with Odegaard and so on. Yeah, of course. But I think compared oh, yeah. to everyone else, they've they've had more um, disappointments. Um, and and play, and paying a hundred and five more for rice, I think, was the worst. You, you look at Liverpool; you got McAllister and Sobosly for what was four hundred million combined. I'm any day of the week. I'm taking those two over Rice. I I take one of them even over Rice, and I'd 
pay I'd probably pay a hundred for one of them. For rice, the maximum yeah. I'm paying in mm. this transfer market, I'm paying no more than fifty. And I'm being generous and I'm saying that. I really am. I I think he's he doesn't do anything special. He's a leader, of course, but what's what's a leader gonna get you? It's not gonna, it can only get you so far. Seriously. I there's so many other players going for cheaper and that makes more sense than rice. Yeah, I understand that an English team obviously wants a good English player, but that's not rice. That's definitely not rice. Like maybe Arsenal is missing that, but I don't I don't see a hundred and five more for rice. That that's that's my that's my end point. I yeah. Interesting. To be fair though, like I'm not saying I'm not comparing Rice and Enzo, but Chelsea did kind of inflate the market when they paid 106 for Enzo. 100. And I think that if you guys didn't do that, Rice would have been probably 25 to 30 million cheaper. Yeah. When you because that, that set the tone yeah. of like, if you want, yes. if you want now that top tier midfielder to lead you for the next five, six, seven years, like that's what much you have to pay. Yeah. And I think honestly, like Liverpool activated Solberslide's release clause for 60 million upfront, like Liverpool never spent money, mm-hmm. but I think they knew that if that release clause expired, they were in for 80 plus easily. Yeah, I... So I think like Liverpool, Liverpool were lucky that both the players they had, they bought had release clauses because otherwise like that's 120 million for, for like, I don't think it's in, like 95 to hundred for both. I think it's probably close to 120, 130 for both. If that, they didn't have release clauses. Dude, for, for for two players, I don't think that's bad. I really don't. Where whereas you're paying a hundred. I know, I know, but like you're paying English tax. So, but it's like a little bit deceiving. No, of course it is. But again, if, if rice mm. was, if rice was German or Spanish, we're not. No one's going to be paying 105 for them. English. Arsenal and Bayern. You still it. <laughs> No, I was saying Arsenal wouldn't buy them. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was saying Arsenal wouldn't no, buy them. No, I would. <laughs> I, I, think, I think that extra five more came with them winning the Conference League as well. But uh, <laughs> I, I want to know. Yeah, of course, to West Ham, he's that valuable. But for Arsenal, I don't think he's that valuable. I don't think he's that valuable even for Chelsea, the current state there, and they finished 12th. Finish 12th. Definitely not for City, Jeez. not for Liverpool. Dude, at at best, Rice is playing in championship. <laughs> Imagine Arsenal fans hearing that, he's bro. You lucky. You're right, Crad. Fucking hell. He's lucky. Dude, he should be playing at Preston Northwest. <laughs> That's a freezing cold take. No lies. Dude. You say some outrageous No, no lies. Yeah. I'm telling you now, I'd have the whole of England on my side right now if he wasn't English. And I said he's a championship player at best, or uh, or Spanish La Liga at best. Maybe for Real Betis or something like that at best. The whole thing would agree with me there. But because he's English, so do you think? English, are you comparing Real Betis to <laughs> to like? You comparing Real Betis to like Sheffield Wednesday? Pretty much. Or Coventry or something. Oh, Coventry, easily. bro. Easily. <laughs> Even Luton. You're, you're comparing yeah. Luton 
to fucking real bitties in the league. I'll tell you this. There are certain there are certain chats on the free group. Okay, we won't name names. If Chelsea was paying or Liverpool or Everton hundred five million for us, they'd be going, "Are oh, you crazy?" But because they're going to Arsenal or he's going to Arsenal, now the hype is there. I mean, that's fair. The hype there. It's like, oh yes, we finally sealed the deal. Rice to Arsenal, but. Yeah, mad. But now what? Remember when Enzo got Crazy, to Chelsea? Bro. When Enzo got to Chelsea, he to I mean, to be fair, up. like I don't know, they they Arsenal are going to spend like over two hundred million comfortably this window. I, I don't think it's bad, which is pretty mild because it's only on three players. It's not, it's, in today's market, I don't think it's bad. But again, I, Kai, I think is a good signing for them. I do think Kai is going to do bits at Arsenal, one hundred percent. I think if you're playing at Chelsea now, no one's going to be doing bits. Maybe with Poch coming, sure. But I think if you if you're going to say they're spending two three hundred more on three players, one of those players out of, the, out of the three, I don't think is a good investment at all. Yeah, he's young, but otherwise for that price, no chance. I mean, okay, well then, who who would you have gotten then as an alternative? Sorry, Paolo. Hey, it's just Yeah. Because if he's so bad, go look at Brighton. Like, who's better? Go look at Brighton. Just out of curiosity. Say it again. Say it again. No, I was just saying like. If you think that 105 for Rice is bad, who do you think they? Who else do you think they could have bought instead of him? No, that's what I'm saying. Go, go look at, go look at um, Brighton, for instance. Can you, can you name me someone there that? Go look into their squad. Yeah, go look in their squad. Can you, can you not tell me that someone there can do if, if not the same job as Rice, better? For like 70, 60 million less. Well, you got Caicedo. I mean, Chelsea, 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 I think, on talks with them for 60, 65. Yeah. I think is much better. But maybe they're wanting a specific thing of like, they need someone of a certain height, a certain size. I don't know. Maybe that's also something to do with it because like players above six foot, I don't think, I think Caicedo is like, what, 5'9 or something? 510 so maybe like aerially he won't dominate as much as as rice maybe that's a thing as well honestly if i had to be because rice is pretty big isn't he and i wanted a cheap alternative as michael arteta i would look deeper into the premier league and go for players who went to a club and kind of didn't make it like flopped a bit not really flopped but just didn't make it into their lineup like like yeah, you've got you've got a you've got a quality player in Basuma at Spurs. He's not being utilized at all mm. there. So why not go snatch him up for like 20, 25 mil for pennies instead of investing so much money, I, inflated money in right. I understand a manager wants a certain player and when they think when they or when they want something in a team, they think of a certain player and when they think of that player, they're obviously adamant of having that player. So in this case, obviously, Arteta said, I need a player in this position, someone who's like this, someone who does that, and so on. And obviously, the first person that came to mind was Rice. So he obviously didn't want to move away yeah. from the fact that he wanted Rice. Fair enough. If he's got a, an idea in his mind, cool, for all means, go for it. I mean, it's it's his decision and everything's on him at the end of the day. But if you're looking from our perspective, 
we, we, we can name players who do the same job as Rice, you know? Like, yeah, again, I, I, can, I can be on this whole yeah. pod talking about Rice and saying that he's not it. or I, Because it's, he's obviously English, it's going to help his cause. But, yeah. Just Oaks, Turks, just to interject with you. I think, yeah. If someone view, if someone if someone views this episode, and we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about rice, Oaks are gonna be like, "Why are they talking about rice? <laughs> I only eat basmati. Bro. I only eat basmati rice, bro." <laughs> I think we've said rice about twenty <laughs> True, times. Bro. So I was just jumping on this moment. But surely the title will help. Like if they see if they see Saudi Pro League and they think rice as in food, <laughs> help help. I, my my level four for rice is on the same as Dembele. Remember my rant about Dembele? Yeah, they they're on par, bro. I put them in the same team together. That <laughs> team is going to the National League South. <laughs> oh God, man. Uh, yo. No, we can make a we can make a football club called Fraud FC. Crash Mars Fraud. I'll FC. make I'll make them Bella Captain Rice. Rice can be Vice. <laughs> He's the manager. <laughs> He's the manager, and he picks all the players. He's up there, that's for sure. It's like prison him, empty. Like, yeah. I, I'll put Rice then Bella, and I'll maybe chuck in Trent. I don't know. He's a bit sus. <laughs> like, Oh, He'd be perfect for right back. I'm just, I'm just trying to bait you there. Oh, that's so funny, bro. <laughs> I know so you are. You couldn't, you couldn't be called a train to fraud. That'd be stupid. <laughs> your, your video cut out like a, a second or like th- two, three seconds. So I didn't hear the full lineup. So you must. So what you must do, yeah. Cratch, go onto Twitter and create oh. uh, Cratch Mars Fraud and post your starting 11 Easy. and bench. I'll tag you, boys. I'll let you know. Zero. So what's it? So the spine is rice and Bella. There we Dembele. go. Oh, and don't want to give anything else and Trent. away. And Trent. Uh, no, nah, I don't want to give anything else away. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't you don't want to like push Dylan's buttons? No, no, no. I want. He'll go, he'll go, he'll go ape shit on this podcast, bro. I'm gonna mute. I'm gonna turn off my camera and just punch my wall. <laughs> yeah. Low key, bro. How much do you think Trent would go in this today's this this day and age market? If Rice is going for one hundred five, Trent, how much is he going for? One hundred six. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> uh, depends. Are they offering any players? And who do you sell? Would the team buying them offer any players? If it was Real Madrid, I'd take Vinicius, Camavinga, and Jude. Thank you very much. Plus fifty million. I think that's a fair deal. My guys on track. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, twenty. No, honestly, I actually couldn't put a number on that. You know, especially with train change change into the mid, it's it's going to be interesting to see how he he plays in the Prem this year. And especially, especially in all seriousness, like you've got to attribute your market value to specific basic skills in football as well. Like, it has to be done. Firstly, he's great at free kicks, great at crossing, but he cannot fucking defend. Come on. That plummets your market value by at least 70. So, honestly, 106 minus 70, that's like 
it's 36 mil divided by three because you can do three <laughs> things on the pitch. So it's like 12 mil in total. I would pay 12 mil. There you go. Definitely. I think because Trent's English as well, we could really pump the numbers up if we wanted to. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. English, English footballers are just different, bro. Like, they're so good. No, they, they're stupid. Honestly, though, if, like, if you're selling Trent as a right-back, which he wouldn't play as a right-back right for any other team because it wouldn't work, then obviously not a lot. But if you're selling him, like... To do the same job he's doing now for Liverpool, he's honest, dude, he's super, like, we're taking the piss, but he's generally worth at least the same as Declan Rice. Mm. Yeah. Potentially, yeah. Because, like, as we saw in the last 10 games of the season, he literally got, like, eight assists in the last, like, 10 games of the season, and he created, like, a ridiculous amount of chances. Mm. And when he's playing with... When he was playing with Fabinho next to him, he, he wasn't exposed defensively at all. Like, he was actually pressing pretty well, and he was, like, doing quite well because he wasn't stuck in that wide channel one-on-one -on -one against the flipping fastest players in the opposition every week. Mm. Yeah, so, I, I think, mean, like, that, I don't know. He's just, yeah. I feel that only happened because now they were knocked out of the Champions League, so they, they weren't facing any big, big opponents, European opponents, but... They still had a couple tough games to go, and then Henderson kind of like swapped with Alexander on mm. like straight up. So Henderson would be like a right back, and then Trent would go into midfield. I'm pretty sure. So like there would be cover there, but not all the time because Henderson yeah. would like advance quite a lot. He would advance up the pitch. Mm. So yeah, I mean, Crutch gave a good question to you, Dill. So how do you think Trent? Oh, sorry, I didn't hear. So Crash how will he do him. next season? Yeah, how will he do this season? Yeah, this season coming. In his new role, I think, like, obviously you can't do this, but if you expand those twelve games at the end of last season that he had, where he was genuinely insane over a thirty-eight game season, he could he could be ridiculous. But also depends, I think, on whether we actually get a proper centre-back, like a proper centre-back to, to replace Robertson. And um, if Sasabas Lai acclimatises quick enough to start straight away. Because if Henderson is starting, like if Henderson's playing, Trent will still do well, but he'll be limited because at the end of the day, like half of the team's creative ability will be lost because of Henderson. Um and I not nothing against Henderson as he can't he just can't perform this new role. And Robertson is so exposed in this new role as well that like defensively we're gonna be suffering the same issues because we're gonna be vulnerable all the time and you can't actually go forward as much as you want to. Also, I guess it depends on who plays next to them. Like if we have Fabinho and he's the Fabinho from two years ago, then we're chilling. Trent can do whatever he wants. But if it's the Fabinho from the first half of last season, help because mm will be in serious trouble because he was dog. Yeah. I don't know. It depends on a lot of factors, but I, I'm really yeah. positive for his season. I think he could get like 15 plus assists, maybe like five goals. I honestly think he could do that. In his new role. Okay. Are you, are you that right. off in his new role for England as well? Because we can't, we can't. 
No, 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 not not. I don't think you'll play that high up for Liverpool. You don't think no. you will? I think it'll be as like the inverted fullback, how he was playing next to next, like as a secondary DM kind of yeah. thing. I think that's where you'll play, and that's where you can like spread the balls over the top. That's where you can like whip the ball in. That's where you can take long shots. That's where you can like be more involved. Where like, his strengths, his strengths will like you'll play to his strengths way more, mm. especially with McAllister and Sabasly who like. They'll get closer to the box, so then the pressure will be off of him, like having to come into the width and cross in so much, like he used to do all the time. It's like now he can be in the middle of the pitch and like just spray balls across, put balls in behind. Kind of like I don't know the way he played for England recently, where he was playing high up. Like those passes he was giving to Saka and stuff were insane. Mm. But I think he'll just do that from deeper. I don't know. No, fair enough. It depends on you know. How good is his range of passing? Is it like a, I don't know. Is it Dude, like it's a insane. Like, is it, is it like you could probably watch like a compilation. Range of passing or what? Dude, it's like Stevie G. Honestly, it's insane. Like he, like every game, I, I probably like lost count how many times he switches it to Robertson. Easily, like, so like you know, his range of passing is crazy, bro. Like I promise you, I'm not even being biased. Like Trent. His range of passing is crazy, bro. He's like a quarterback. So, like, he's ridiculous. But with his speed. That's why if he gets, like, space in the middle, yeah. Now, for, for you to compare that to CVG, I'm, I'm... Yeah, I, compare? I'm shocked, bro. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I know your love for CVG, and for you to compare him with CVG, I'm... I'm, uh... I'm, I'm cool. Okay? I'm impressive. Nah, dude, honestly, like... The way he passes is very similar. Just pings yeah. it, bang, no questions asked, on the on the player's foot, like that. Okay, okay. Nah, I I don't I don't definitely don't disagree with you there. His passing obviously is elite. Maybe 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 Dylan was referring to Trent, not um, comparing Trent to Stevie G, not in his playing days, but in his managerial days. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it went yeah, it Rangers, exactly. Aston Villa, Rangers, Aston Villa, 85. There we go. God. 85. Yeah. How do you even pronounce that? Sounds like, swearing, yeah. bro. Sounds like I'm back, uh, <laughs> like swearing, bro. 85. 85. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Some interesting little, like, round the world transfers, though, you know, cheapest. Stevie G to Saudi. Fala to Stroud. To Saudi Arabia. So, Saudi seems that was really random. I wasn't expecting yeah. that at all. If I'm honest, I don't know. I'm I'm very Dude, even even Bobby. I'm I'm, just like, oh. I, I'm disappointed in Bobby. I'm not gonna lie. No, I said Robbie Fowler. Robbie Fowler. Oh, Rob- and Bobby, Bobby. Yeah. Yeah, Bobby. Bobby mm. Firmino. Yeah, yeah. He's gone to our actually. Yeah, that that I think was yeah. a bit of a ball. I think. Yeah. It's just all, it's just all the business, bro. Because Bobby's money, money, still, he's money. only like 31. Like, he still definitely had something to give yeah. in Europe, Dude, 100 Same with, like, Kante and Ben. For at least two more years. Yeah, Even Jota from Celtic, he's gone. Mm. Like, yeah. yeah, dude, that was crazy like, as well. He's obviously, yeah, it's, it's a, bit of a, a bit of a shock, but obviously. How old is this Jota guy? Oh. I think he's not even all that old, bro. 
Like I think he's like mid twenties. Yeah, I was gonna say like twenty five. Mm. Fuck, bro. Oaks are just going for the payday, hey? Yes. For real. To be and fair, like the payday. I'm not gonna. If, if they offer me a five year contract tomorrow, I'll take it. Through <laughs> the lifestyle is taken. Like it's it's insane. If it's, I mean, I've been to Dubai for six days, and being there over like a November December period when winter is just beautiful. I was there June last year. And even then, like, it's still like, you don't pay taxes. Bro. You you get paid. So what you get paid is what you get paid. You don't have the only taxes you pay is like they've taxed the shit out of alcohol. So you can't really drink. But being a football player, yeah. you're not going to drink alcohol a lot. Yeah, like maybe on that odd occasion. But and they're only kind of taxes are like the tolls when you drive you get taxed on the on the tolls mm. so like a a, a a driving toll or something or the only tax. the only drive i would have going to saudi is the last if i'm on my last leg in my career that or if i'm 33 32 yeah sure. mm. if i have the the capability of what Benz and Kante and so on have and bobby like i i'd still be playing at least another season or two um, the thing is, I can understand Benzema's choice just because he has what basically won yeah. it all. Like he's won a Ballon d'Or, he's won multiple titles. These guys don't even need money as well. But like Kante and this guy Jota and Brozovic yeah. and he turned down like as well. Yeah. yeah. What the now he's at Al Nasser with Ronaldo. That's that's actually like that Al Nasser team is going to be sick. But like, who's going to watch SPL? Signs look pretty good. <laughs> can we even can we even stream SPL on DSTV? We must we must get in contact with Multi Choice though. We must we must fucking get them to stream SPL on DSTV right now. Bro. <laughs> we need to watch all the, the real SPL, not the Scottish Premier League. Saudi <laughs> League, baby, come on! Saudi Pro League. So, so here's the question, boys. Who's your Saudi team now? You know, for me personally, I've been watching. Let's fuck. I'm joking, definitely not. Saudi fuck. I remember those cold. I, I remember those cold nights in a where, wherever they're based. You know, like around there. It, you know. <laughs> <laughs> cold nights in Jeddah. <laughs> Cold nights in, in Riyadh. Get, get your season tickets ready, boys. Yeah, Bro, it's I just never like... cold. It's never cold in Riyadh or Jeddah. It's the Middle East. They're in a desert. It doesn't get cold. Nah. You have to say warm night in, in Riyadh or Jeddah. Sweaty night. Yeah. Dude, we're not going to be able to say um, windy or cold nights in Stoke anymore. It's going to be a sweaty night in Jeddah. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, like, I actually don't understand, like, the, why Saudi has just become huge. Obviously, there's a, it's the lifestyle, but, fuck, the football. I think it's just the bags, bro. Like, they're just giving players such overwhelmingly huge bags of money that, like, we are... 
obviously like when we hear that KDB is earning like 375k a week or like the hair or something like that, we're like, that's ridiculous. But the fact that players are being offered like 200 million a year, it's like, you can't no, say no to that. I think, like, I think Messi, unless you're like so rich, offered, like you're. What, wasn't Messi offered like 400 million? Offered 400. In, in yeah. one season? A year. For one season? Dude. That's, that's like, nuts. it's more I mean, than what, a million a day. What, what, what the hell? What more is going to tempt you? What more is going to tempt you than that? Like, I, I wouldn't bat an eye, an eyelid. I would not bat an eyelid. I would go straight, bro. I'd, I'd give up my children for that, bro. <laughs> Fucking understand. <laughs> well, <laughs> just have more. <laughs> no, not that extreme, folks, please. Not that extreme. I can't believe that's going to be actually be included in my fucking podcast. Oh my you know, Pop, you know, Pete, you've, you've been swearing more than both of us combined, me and Del. Oh, my days, yeah. I'm just joking. This is we so bad. We've got to warn you before we go. There's no cap. There's no cap on the host, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will stop now. I will stop. Because maybe I might show this episode to my like kids one day or like for a job interview. It's true. <laughs> Maybe I'm not. I'm definitely not going to show this episode. That's Dude, what if what if your job interviews in Saudi and they're like, this guy's so committed to the cause, he's oh, going to give up his kids. You got bro, the job. I'm going to have to change. I'm changing the title. I'm changing the title, bro. One thing it, that's nice about this, you don't have to keep the title when you write it out in the beginning or when you type it out in the beginning. You can change it when you're editing. So thank the Lord for that. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Saudi Pro League's buying kids, what? (laughs) (laughs) Manager. uh, That would definitely get you clicks, 100%. Amateur manager um, accepts bid for 400 million plus his kids. (laughs) (laughs) Brackets add ons. (laughs) Yeah, his kids are the add ons. (laughs) Yeah, bros. I mean, we can we can talk about many more things. I mean, the debaucherous stuff that goes on in Saudi with this amount of money that's being splashed. Did did actually? That's my question. Do you think CR seven actually started a trend to move to the Saudi Pro League? It it obviously contributes. Like one of the world's biggest players. The, the second biggest player, or maybe third, going to to Saudi Arabia. Obviously, that's obviously that's. He's hard. Went from first to third in like three seconds. Nah, they, definitely not first. <laughs> one of, one of. Um, but no, obviously it starts. Champions League goes. Yeah? The Champions League goes. Go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's for another conversation. <laughs> but um, no, like obviously it starts. It starts a trend, like. That that's with everything. Mm. Like if you if you see someone doing something that's that is a, a big name for himself, you're gonna see it. Obviously, a lot of people are gonna follow. Um, but I think when money is involved, no matter who's doing it, people are gonna make their own decisions, and it's, it's most likely gonna go in the direction of a yes. Um, like I I don't think Benz and Kante would have turned down that kind of money. Um, even if Ronaldo wasn't in Saudi, you know. Um, but again, obviously, it does contribute. You know, it, it does. It, do, it it obviously makes things better. I mean, 
the whole point about Kim uh, Ziyech going to Saudi was to play with Ronaldo. Like that's obviously why he wanted to go. That was his main reason. Um, mm-hmm. So obviously it's a major factor, but overall, I, I don't think that's why people are going to. Stay. That's pretty sad that he actually failed his medical. Yeah, now no, well, he can't walk yeah. the train, bro. Wonderful. That's actually. Nice. But like also for him, to go to Saudi is a waste. Like, no... like that's another example. Yeah, is is it a waste? Yeah, I don't know. Can you come back from Saudi? Can you come back from so Saudi wild, yeah. to Europe and and be a better player? Well, I don't like know. look at Austria. Like we'll like just like time will tell. Time will tell mm-hmm. eventually. But look at Austria. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Definitely. Like when Oscar went to China, I think he regretted it instantly. Like he even was on a on a um, interview last week or two three weeks ago, whatever it was, and he still said like. If I if I can come back to Chelsea, like please, like obviously I want to, and he's been saying it year in and year out that he'd love to go back to Chelsea. Really? Yeah, literally the most really? recent one. Yeah, literally he said like I I obviously want to go back to Chelsea, and like if they if they want me, I'll come, and so on. And I I think he's a prime example of it's not too easy to come back. But obviously we look at Oscar was. Same with Anarchovic was, but then, but then again, like then you can look at Anarchovic. For example, he's at, oh, he's playing Italy now. I'm trying to think where he's at. No, he's playing Italy, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, Bologna. He's in, yeah, Bologna. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like yes, he made a comeback from China. Like obviously, Bologna is oh. not a the best of clubs, but at least he got back into Europe. But you know, if you like Jota and so on, like yeah, he was at Celtic, but obviously. You can't really compare Celtic to most, let's say, prem prem teams. Um, I feel like with Arnautovic and Jots, it's like they weren't at tier one yeah, teams. Like yeah. Arnautovic was at like what, like yeah. West Ham? No offense yeah. to West Ham. Stoke. Yeah. Like it's more, it's easier to come back. Like, if, like if you leave Chelsea in the prime of your yeah. career, like, and you're coming back five years later, for no tier one team, unless you literally like have the, unless you like Mbappe, yeah. and you go now and you come back, like. No one's gonna yeah. want you back. Oscar, Oscar was absolutely balling at Chelsea. Honestly, dude. Oh so, so, uh, yeah. I think that's like I, I look at Oscar now, and then you look at like players who are once to go to Saudi. It is obviously sad, um, and like people are saying, like, oh yeah, like Saudi's killing the game and so on. But like the Prem is kind of doing the same thing in a sense. They're buying all these good players from France, Spain, Germany. Dude, the Prem's doing it to everyone exactly. else. The Prem's yeah. doing it to like, everyone it's... else. The Prem just can't compete with no, Saudi. Of course not, dude. No. But, like. <sighs> I mean, the flow of money in Saudi is just too prominent, bro. Yeah. The, the, mm. the only reason because oil squirts out the ground. Bro. Yeah. Like, you, you step and some oil's leaking out the flipping desert <laughs> floor, dude. So, mm. like, it, you can't compare if you, you're squirting money. Nah, no chance. So it sounds wrong. It sounds wrong. Also, like, like if you if you compare the Premier League, like think of it, Nottingham Forest spent like 150 or 160 mil last yeah. year. Like the whole, I'm that, pretty sure the whole of Serie A didn't spend that much. Was that, that same year? Was that from championship earnings? Was that just from championship earnings? That was when getting promoted. Yeah. That was from getting promoted. Jeez. Like and no, the up- fact that. A team that is just getting promoted from the second division to the first division in England can outspend mm. nearly an entire league, can outspend Juventus, can outspend Bayern Munich, can outspend like 
every other big team, the only teams they're being outspent by are Arsenal, City, Chelsea, United. Like, it's crazy. Even Real Madrid have to, like, they have to budget way more than other than Premier League teams. And it's Real Madrid. Like, obviously, they just spent big on Bellingham now. But Real Madrid haven't made a huge signing of that caliber since Eden Hazard. And that was a couple of years ago. And Real Madrid used to sign someone big every year. And now they just can't because the Premier League is just, firstly, paying all the players the huge amounts of money. But also, like, the Premier League is the European Saudi like, if you look at the top five leagues when it comes to yeah, money. It is. I mean, I look at the... I know it sounds like harsh. Like, it's harsh because it's not the same scale. But if you look at... Money. If you compare the money, the reason the Super League was becoming a thing was because of the Premier League literally bleeding every other league dry. But also, but also look at the ownership of all these Premier League clubs. Cities, Qatari, Newcastle, Saudi... I don't know, many other clubs. I mean, United are probably going to get Qatari ownership soon. Um, it's just, it's a mix of America mm. and Middle East, to be honest, and a bit of English. But, like, the wealth is is taking over from Saudi. And you raise, a, like, quite a valid point with Real Madrid. But say, like, consistently they've signed, not consistently, but, like, every second or third season they've signed a 100 million player. But they, they've they had one major flop of those signings, which has been Hazard. But think of how good their, their investments have become. Mm. They've gone on to reach mm. extreme heights and take the European stage by absolute storm. So I think the... With a hundred million price tag on such a young player like Bellingham, I think it could it could easily profit, and I think it will, because Real Madrid's such a huge club, and those players you could, you heard Bellingham in his interview, in his post signing interview, the Oak was buzzing. The Oak is so keen to take on the new challenge and to to play for the biggest club in the world. Or the biggest European club in the world. I'm I'm really glad so, you didn't sign for a Prem team. I really am. Yeah, yeah. So it was a great night. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I've seen I've seen your um I've seen your little I've seen your Twitter feed, bro. It's just it's just to be honest. Liverpool sure, come to terms with it. I'm all good. I respect his decision. Me? Why me, bro? Why to be me? honest, I'm taking so much better, dude. But like, even just for the fact of footy, yeah, he's gone to Madrid. You are insanely, obviously, it's it's immense how good they are. But I just think for the fact of football, if you went to the Prem, it's just, yeah, obviously the Prem has such a pool, but like, it's just nice for a player to, who's obviously as good as he is, to not be like, oh, now I need to go to a Prem team to like prove myself. Whereas he can go to Madrid and do the exact same thing, you know. Mm. Yeah, and even better, I think. Well, it's like it's like when Sancho went to Dortmund, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, obviously yeah. bigger scale. I think honestly, I think honestly, Bellingham can stay can end up staying there for years. Like, oh yeah, I, dude, he'll probably be there six years, I reckon, easy, easily. Mm. I don't think yeah. he'll probably leave. Bro. He'll probably end up being like Cross yeah. or something like that. Mm. Yeah. And dude, that's that's just gonna benefit 
the England team as well because you're going to adopt a different style yeah. of play when going to Real Madrid and especially in, Sp- in Spain. You're going to become a whole different player. Yeah. You're going to learn from players like, like Cruz and Modric and you're going to probably meet like Iniesta and Xavi mm. on the way. So like those are ballers and those are the best midfielders possibly of all time. And honestly, Zidane as well. It's his yeah. idol. So he's probably going to learn a thing or two from Zidane. Nah, hundreds. Dude, he's yeah. under such good care, Bellingham. And I think he, he's going to become future Ballon d'Or winner. I'm, I'm, I'm actually calling that future Ballon d'Or winner. That's real. a big shot. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we can look back on this 10 years' time, bar yeah. all the swearing I've had yeah, before. Yeah, bro. And we can hone in on this point, our five minutes into the into the podcast. <laughs> Take my word for it, bro. I, I'll hold you to it. I, I, I don't think it's a bad shot. Uh, I just, if he, he just must stay fit, yeah. I guess. Being in the team, being under the name. Because I've seen Madrid, it like... Yeah. What everyone said with Haaland, eh? Oak said that with Haaland. If he stays fit, yeah. then he'll get 50 goals. True. Uh, true. I've seen that Jude, Jude's played like a ridiculous amount of games for his age. And he's like, apparently he has that knee surgery or something. I think it's minor, but it's like, he, I think in Real Madrid, he like can't play all the time. I guess the nice thing is that they have so many midfielders that he doesn't have to. Cause at Dortmund, he was literally playing all the time and then playing every game for England. When England came along, like man's like the English Gavi, where he's just playing all the time. I mean, Pedri, sorry. I mean, Gavi as well. Gavi. They're just playing every minute of every game. How, I meant, like, game minutes-wise, not talents, minutes-wise. Actually, going back to that Gavi and Pedri, I actually cannot believe that I was in the right mind to compare them to Xavi and Iniesta. That was just the re- most ridiculous... That was the most stupidest comparison Disgusting. I've ever, ever made. Disgusting. Yeah, they also Real Batiste level. <laughs> yeah. They could easily play for like Valencia, who were like borderline relegation. There you go, easy money. But yeah, gents, I I appreciate the the input and all the the transfers and everything. I just wanted to actually catch up with you guys for like the little bit at the end. So to Dill, firstly, um, so you you doing like I don't know Twitter. Uh, stuff for I'm writing uh, for SS Soccer. You're writing for SS like Soccer. I'm doing internship. Mm. That's unreal, bro. I, I love that. So SS Soccer Mag, um, and you have, a, have to have a Twitter presence at the same time. You're writing for them. How long is the internship? Yeah, I guess I'm trying to. I'm trying to like slowly build one, but it's just kind of messing around. Like it's nothing. I wouldn't say it's anything serious. Like I'm not trying to like make it big. If that makes sense. Yeah, dude, it's just for fun. Like, it's 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 great to just share your thoughts as well. Do Do you have any pieces? But you're hollow. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've written quite a few. Yeah, dude. Where do you do you share mm. them at all? Do they have to do you send them in and they share? Uh, like I don't really share them on Twitter. They just, I guess they just get posted to, to the site, to like uh, the website. So if we go onto the website, we'll see some of your pieces. On there yeah my name's not on them but i can tell you which ones i've written oh uh, sick that's cool 
maybe we might pick up a few things. Maybe like your thoughts translate into the piece we can try and oh, identify yeah. which ones are yours. <laughs> possibly, possibly. Is it so? So, Bill, is it like in in a hybrid year? Are you still studying and you're doing this internship, or is it just the internship? Yeah, yeah, like as a hybrid thing, I'd say. Okay, sick. That's very cool. But it's still like, yeah. So it's like part time, but um, I write every day basically. Nice, bro. God, it just fills the gaps when you don't have a lot of uni work, and yeah. It gives you that also that writing experience and you never know where that could take you. Also, um, the love for soccer as well and the love for footy. So that's always a, a giveaway. I can't, I, I love it how we all, yeah, dude, I'm enjoying it a lot. It's really good. I love it how we all in the industry. Mm -hmm. So like coaching, writing, playing, that's the way to go. How's the, how's the, how's Peterborough going? Nah, dude, all good. How's it going? Yeah, no, they, have you started preseason yet? Uh, yeah, we started. When did we start? On the 28th, 29th of June? Man's already gone black. Yeah. Like nah, fish. dude, it's been crazy. But yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not playing for Peterborough at the moment. I've been, I've been elsewhere. But um, there, there's, there's an announcement that will be coming soon on my Insta. Um, yeah, okay. so it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a surprise, um, for, for everyone. Here we go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, um, so, here, here we there we go. go. So we, I, I'm not, I'm not saying anything yet. Any much more, Chelsea, hundred million pound signing. <laughs> yeah. hundred thousand pounds. Yeah. Maybe like two more, but uh, we all were just wherever you want to do it. <laughs> but uh, y'all know, so I mean, I, no, it's more like it's more like fifty thousand pounds signing. There we go. I, I, two thousand pounds. I'll still take it. Weekly wage. They can, they can, they can. Two thousand pounds weekly wage, bro. That's Easy, that's fucking quality. Sure. Any day, dude. That's that's no nice. any day. Do you know how nice that is? Nah. My brother, when he was when he was working at his firm BDO in Reading, he was getting paid. Two and a half, three thousand pounds yeah, a month. Yeah. So I mean, imagine making two k a week. Unreal, honestly. And these oaks, these professionals like, are making a hundred k, two hundred k a week, three hundred k, four hundred k. Mental, fucking ridiculous. Absolutely mental, stupid money. But yeah, no, there, there, there was a bit of a, a bit of surprise. A surprise club came forward, um, and my dad and I. Oh. My dad and I were like, like, let's obviously do it. So things have gone pretty well there. Um, and it looks very, very likely. So yeah, like we've been, we've been trying with them. Yeah. So I, I will release a few things later on. Gracias. gracias. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but sure. But when, when I, when I sign for the club, I'll say, listen, I know this heat manager and I know this heat writer. Let, let, <laughs> let's get going here. Come on. Let, let's, let's get something. Get Bill. Get Bill. Get Dill on the marketing team. I'll be, I'll be anywhere. Bro. I'll write a puff piece about you, Crouch. This guy doesn't even rate the finance. Come on, man. Is he even worth playing for this club? Because <laughs> Marty Rice is even worth 105. There you go, bro. No chance. <laughs> That's actually crazy, bro. I'm, I'm so proud Sorry, of you, bro. I appreciate it. Um, Thanks, pal. Because I, 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 constantly, I constantly draw on your journey, bro. Yeah, no, like, I appreciate since it. we started chatting when you left, yeah, dude, sure. like back, 
back to 2021 sure when you were without a club and you were trialing everywhere and then the ups and downs you've had with different managers yeah. Yeah. so it's, no, it's, it's, been, it's great to see that now you're in a great no, place Bruce, it. and that you you won you won signature away no, from from a great career, no, seriously dude, yeah. no it's it's been massive. so is it is it i don't want to like say anything yeah. but is it like confirmed like it's just a signature away the so from what i've received what me and my dad have received from the coaches it's out of 10 it's looking like an eight and a half like I, it's normally at this stage if i've been in a position yeah. like this it's normally like it's it, nothing else can stop it like yeah. if i keep playing how i am it, it's all sorts of deal. yeah so they're watching you through a bit of pre-season through your own uh, stuff. Pre-season and all of that. And then I've obviously got a few, um, what's the word? Like re- references, you can say. Um, so like, yes. from, especially for Middlesbrough, um, like I, I still keep in touch okay. with them, um, which is which is unreal. Um, and then I've got like one of my big references on is Neil Warnock. So they've obviously contacted him. Oh, huge. Uh, that's yeah, massive. so it, it, like obviously having all of these names behind you, it does it does help massively, and yeah, Middlesbrough obviously keep giving me good words. So again, like having a club them behind you, it's it's it, it does bits, you know. So so yeah, but I'll I'll obviously keep you guys posted and updated. It'll be it'll be very soon um, that I'll know everything, but I I'm pretty confident that stuff will 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 fall in place very soon. So yeah, and please. And, Please keep and up, PR, up and then PR, I'll be I'll be the host yeah. here for a second. Tell us tell us about your managerial uh, journey so far. So, I would say more like a, a hybrid coach managerial role. Okay. That I've, that I've, it's it's I mean it's within the grassroots kind of yeah. amateur arena right now. So this is the club, Rankersdale Football Oof. Club. And you got P um, PB there, and dude, sure. we've offered, yeah P, PB nice, yeah, man. and then it's that's solid. Yeah, can you see the cut? represent? Yo, that's sick. I like yeah. that idea. Uh, yeah, it's going good. I think the the club right now uh, we've we've turned quite a um a good corner this year. We've turned quite a good corner this year um, in terms of a lot more subscriptions and a lot more people um, coming on board um, throughout the the age groups, especially um, in the younger age groups like the minis, so under 60, under 10s, uh, under 12s, under 14s. And then a very solid, um, like higher junior, under 16, under 18 squad. And then the senior teams, like across the board, we're doing great um, in our respective leagues. Top five for and and for from under twelve to under eighteen, we top two, top three. So in in our league, in our Cape Town Tigerberg uh, Football Association. So I mean, it, we've turned a, an, an amazing corner, uh, especially like compared to last year when I joined. And I was with the, with the minis last year, so I didn't know too much about the junior which is under 12 to under 18 and the senior categories. But John, to, to say the least, like it's, it's been an amazing experience. I'm learning so much from, from different, 
from different coaches and different uh, people in the industry, especially with to do with contacts across the board have increased. Like net, my network has yeah. tenfold. So I know that's literally how it um, goes. I've, I've, I've yeah. Yeah, and I'll just see what the future has to hold. I've got um, a few modules, a few courses lined up. So two in in most recent months. So August, um, a football psychology course, and in September, a physical preparation course. That's in order to upgrade to my UAFC from my Scottish FAC license to the UAFC. Dude, that's unreal. So, yeah. Dude, and the thing so, is, I mean, like, you learn so much as well because, like, like there were so many things yeah. behind the coaching, or like even just like the staff at a club. Like when I was at Middlesbrough, like right. one of the first days, we got called in, and they were just checking. Like it had nothing to do with the, the game. It was just about your actual well-being and like what's happening in your life or behind. And like it was just such mm-hmm. an eye-opener, dude. It was like that's basically how coaches can assess you like even on bad days you know like they know oh like like uh paulo's not been performing it could be because of these reasons mm. he's given us before or what he, what they can do to prevent it or to make you a better player mm. on the pitch or even off the pitch on that dude like it, it's actually like you didn't think a coach or manager had that much responsibility in that sense you know and like i look at jose Mourinho, exactly. like he has you know i've seen so many podcasts of him like calling the players at random times of the day, making sure like they're right, where they are, what they're doing, and then like ends the call like that, you know. So like it, it, it seems like mm. very similar in in that sense, like what you're going into. Uh, yes, hundred percent. I think that's at a. I think I f- I feel that's at a larger yeah. scale. If you at a professional football club, in like a top league in in Europe yeah. or wherever. Yeah. Like it could be in South America, it could be in the Middle East, it could be in uh, Asia or Africa. They have those, yeah, I mean, South Africa, they have those um, kind of um, categories yeah. that, that, a ca- that a coach or a manager has to tick those boxes, um, especially at uh, teams like Pirates and Kaiser Chiefs. They're the most, they're the biggest clubs in South Africa. So, there's a there's a high standard you have to um, yeah. hold um, or live up to, especially if you're in those those organisations. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean we we've in through a couple of courses I've learned about um, like well player well being, um, uh, equality in football, and it's a lot of things that you have to take note: the player psychology, the the player's well being. Um, how they react to certain things on and off the field. Like you have to be a second parent to them because I mean, for an hour and a half, two hours a day, they are yours to take care of. So you need to really think about it that way and try and delve into deep into their psychology. So yeah, that's one of the, one of the, things that you have to it's not it's a challenge it always is everything's a challenge so those are one of the things and challenges you have to deal with on a on a day-to-day yeah. basis um and luckily i've and fortunately i've been having to or i've been allowed the opportunity to coach a senior team as well or help out with coaching a senior team so that creates a new perspective for me and and my coaching kind of 
um, how to structure my sessions. Like you, you have to adopt a different thinking when, when structuring a senior session compared to a junior session. It's so yeah. different and you have to take so many f certain things into account. Um, but yeah, overall, I can't wait for the future has to hold. I mean, for all no, of us, I can't wait. I'm, I'm keen to see the outcomes for, for both of you guys. Oh, cheers, bro. Please let us know, Dan. You too. Please man. let us know the, the name of the oh, club definitely. when it's announced. Definitely. Confirmed. When it's 100%, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> nah, definitely all my Gs. I appreciate it. <laughs> Quality. Gents, uh, I appreciate you guys coming on to the 10th episode of of my live podcast on calling. I obviously appreciate the chat as always. And it was, I think it was a great episode, a special episode for the 10th one. And especially that we do it on, on, on video. Uh, no, it was proper. Thank yeah. Thanks for having me, Pete. Maybe, maybe, it's been really, it's been, I think it's been a bit game changing because you never know what platforms I can release this on. I just, I just have to probably blurt out or bleep out the, the, the uh, couple of yeah. foreign language that was there. Yeah. yeah but thank you guys i hope you have a really good rest of the week and we'll catch up very soon nah, thanks for you too bro yeah definitely definitely chat soon and though as well my g yeah thanks for having me dude thanks for having me i appreciate nice it nice hearing from you yeah, catch you too not, not just seeing yeah. yeah we'll we'll catch up very soon especially <laughs> on the Especially 